Well, that's just silly. Just a hint of this. Exit stage right. <laughs> and we're live. <laughs> Are we? Oh, yeah, we're live. Oh, shit. Okay. This will be another episode of Conversations with Random Nobodies. And sometimes somebodies. Laura nails it. Our guest on the big couch today is Alex, who I've known since, fuck, we were what, 14-ish? 14. Yeah. And we are sadly not anymore. anymore. (laughs) So that's well over 20 years. Yep. This episode will be brought to you by Whiskey, as we are currently in the middle of a sort of whiskey tour. And Red Milk. Thank you to our sponsors at Red Milk. <laughs> Sponsored against the will of Red Milk. Because that's how we do it. We don't ask for sponsorship. We just declare sponsorship. And if they hear about it and want to take it up later in court, that's fine. <laughs> so which one are we sipping on now? This is River Set Rye. This is River Set Rye. It is quite good. So you being the... Uh, expert out of the three of us what is it that makes a rye a rye that would be rye (laughs) (laughs) you can make whiskey out of a lot of grains um so wheat wheat absolutely there's wheat whiskeys Uh, everyone's familiar with bourbon that's mostly corn you can also have barley tequila would be agave that's uh it's I not a grain. Was a, yeah, it's like a, a plant. Sugar? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can make alcohol out of a whole lot of stuff. Pick it up. And agave, if I recall correctly, only grows in like very select regions in Mexico and takes a very long time to actually harvest. Very long time. Yeah. yeah. Like 12 years or something like that. Is all tequila agave? Yes. Although there's other agave spirits. Um, tequila can only be made out of one specific type of agave, which is blue agave. Uh, they're pretty strict about things down there. It's the, I think, one of the only laws they have in Mexico. <laughs> uh, and that's regarding tequila production. Yeah. That's mezcal. Mezcal is also agave, but you can make it out of any any variety. So you're familiar with different strains and varieties of plants, all of them being a little bit different, flavored a little bit differently. So mezcal is more a uh, bigger variety in flavor. I think one of the only other laws in Mexico is that Coke has to have real sugar in it, right? Yes. Yeah. They don't buy into that high fructose corn syrup nonsense down there. Politicians big into te- tequila and Coke. Tequila and Coke and real sugar. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me what we're doing here. Uh, yeah, basically we just sit and talk about whatever the fuck comes up. Wonderful. And uh, whatever you say goes in, because wow. I don't edit. Unedited conversations. Yeah. Okay. I don't edit. Uh, not to toot my own ignorant horn here, but wouldn't even know how to edit <laughs> if I was forced to. So So that wasn't a creative choice. No, it's a laziness it's choice. A, yeah, okay. Really. Because uh, as I've stated before, I'm not trying to be uh, NPR you know, I'm not trying to be refined or anything like that. This is just a hobby. You're telling me we're not going to have musical introductions, interludes? No. If you sing them. If you sing them, yeah. But I, I don't have, like, the roots waiting backstage <laughs> to play us off or anything like that. Should have said something. Should have said something. I could have. Could have made a call. Yeah. Alex and the roots go way back. Can you play an instrument? No. 
Uh, I have a background. In sixth grade, I played the trumpet. Uh, in ninth grade, I played a mean slide whistle. You got trumpet? Trumpet. Did they give you trumpet, or did you get to pick trumpet? I think somehow I picked trumpet. Okay, because I got stuck with trombone. Mm. Oh, I have been telling that story wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what instrument have you been telling people I got stuck with? Trumpet. No, I wanted to do the trumpet. But everyone wanted to do the trumpet because when you're when you're nine, that seems logically like the easiest one to do because there's only three buttons on it. How hard could it be? So everyone wanted to do trumpet. Um, despite my oversized lips, I was not allowed to do trumpet, and I was not physically strong enough to hold the tuba upright, so they stuck me on trombone which is a fucking nightmare because unlike buttons, you just have to position the ridiculously long slide. And that made it very hard to learn like exactly what position each note was. So I hated it. I mostly ended up miming everything for every performance because I wasn't good enough at playing, but oh, they I wanted did. to have a full room of kids with instruments for the concert. So I, I absolutely did that once. Mind the whole time. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, uh... I was asked to by our orchestra teacher, though. It if wasn't the, by choice. <laughs> if the director of Irving Middle School band is listening, I'm sorry. I did fake that one performance in the December of 1997. Oh. <laughs> I never took a music class. Not one. Uh, maybe fourth grade. Yeah, the, the, where where you sing the folk songs. Yeah. 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 Everybody and I, and has to do like some. I mind those. So. You do like the, the national anthem in some half-assed way, or you, I think we got stuck doing uh, Beethoven. We got to sing "If I Had a Hammer." If I had a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. What a terribly inappropriate choice of song for a group of grade schoolers. Good times. If you could learn any instrument now, which would you try? Banjo, maybe? Big Kermit the Frog fan? And Steve Martin. And Steve Martin. Yeah, the only two banjo players ever. No, they're very hard. They're cool. I can't play guitar, so I don't know why I think I can do a guitar with a special little banjo string on it. I could never learn guitar either. And I'm just not cool enough. Yeah, I, I tried guitar, couldn't do it. I was more of a rhythm guy. Like, I liked the drums, so I could kind of do bass. But the one that always made me super jealous watching somebody that was good at it was piano. That was always one where I wished, like, fuck, I, I know I can't learn that because I've tried, but... I was told to play piano because apparently I have piano fingers, whatever that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Ten? Ten I don't, fingers, I think? I, yeah. <laughs> would be a good start for I, piano. I have all my fingernails. Dexterity? Like, Dexterity, yeah. yeah. But no, I had a keyboard when I was a kid. Because you got to stretch, it. I think. Yeah. It's very impressive to watch somebody good, though. It's also a weird thing, because I feel like those old-timey composers and shit, like, everyone just kind of stopped doing that at once. Like, even the most well-renowned, respected pianists today are still playing the same shit from, like, the 16 and 1700s. Like, yeah. they're not making their own stuff. That's how we determine if they're good, is how well they can play shit from 300 years ago. Yeah. Which is kind of odd. 
Yeah, it was contemporary music back then and just yeah. turned into classical music and we're still playing it now. And we're still playing it now and they're yeah. not like imagine if we held Coldplay to that standard. <laughs> like <laughs> so, someday Coldplay will be classical music. <laughs> someday. Yeah, someday they will be on the classic rock station. Yeah. It's a terrible dark future we're imagining, but it'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> The transition from easy listening to classic rock. Ugh, that is gross. So let me ask you this. Is Ghostbusters 2 actually overrated? No, it's underrated. Underrated. That's, that's the one everybody hates. And I think it's wonderful. I is watch it, it a couple of times a year. Is it is it better than the original? No. 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 And it's also not a good movie. Is it as good? It. No. <laughs> is it as good? No. Of no. course not. <laughs> but does it does it deserve the hate everyone throws at it? No. Absolutely not. I think it is a lot of things are weird about it, but uh Ghostbusters is kind of a weird concept. I don't think I've ever seen it. Okay, we'll make that happen. Either one? No, I get it confused with Casper. Well, the Ghostbusters are the Ghostbusters are in cast. Yeah, at least Dan Dan Aykroyd is. Yeah, making a the Ghostbusters trying to like catch Casper. Yeah, it's in the very yeah no yeah he's when uh, Kathy Moriarty and Eric Idle are trying to get rid of the ghosts, and Dan Aykroyd shows up running out of the house in his Ghostbusters uniform and then says, "Who you gonna call? Someone else," and then leaves, and that was the whole joke. Other than that, there are a few differences between Casper and Ghostbusters, I suppose. They both have ghosts. Uh, they both have Ghostbusters. Right. They, both, yeah. <laughs> they do both have Ghostbusters. And that's, that's the whole movie. <laughs> I know there's some friendship involved. Yeah. And there's friendship in Ghostbusters. And I think sadness. Sadness. Oh, yeah, yeah, although Ghostbusters does not have that, like, last second in your face reminder that this is in fact a boy that died kind of thing yeah they uh none of the ghost and ghostbusters actually seem like they tragically died you have a librarian at the beginning and then the rest are just kind of goblins so you don't really feel bad about so you're rooting for the ghostbusters right yeah yeah and in casper you're rooting for the ghosts yeah but i would like to see a movie where they interact Casper, like, Casper turns and evil. The, oh. he, he becomes not the friendly ghost anymore. Or maybe the Ghostbusters aren't the heroes anymore. Maybe they're... Some would argue yeah. that they weren't actually the heroes originally because they're just basically sucking spirits up and keeping them trapped oh, in yeah. some they lock them awful purgatory vault. Are the Ghostbusters humans? Yes. Yes. Okay, so and like, Bill Murray. Maybe they could bring Casper back to life as a human and he could join the Ghostbusters. This could happen. Ag- oh, That's no, like, that yeah. happened in the cartoon already. Did it? Yeah, I think they did. That was they brought Casper idea. back no to life in the cartoon? A, a character that was... Dead? Su- supposed to be Casper. They didn't have the oh. rights, but... Anytime you say, oh, I wish the Ghostbusters would do this, there was probably actually an episode of the cartoon. Because they... Oh. It was on for a while. And they... Yeah, they did a lot of... Yeah, kind of like how Scooby-Doo met everybody yeah, over Scooby-Doo's, the course of time. Yeah, Scooby-Doo is... He's done everything. He's He's been to every mansion. In 45 years. Yeah. I like Scooby-Doo. They slummed it with the Globetrotters and the Three Stooges and Abbott and Costello. Frankenstein. Uh, Don Knotts is a janitor. Don Knotts. 
Don Knotts is a security guard. <laughs> Don, Don Knotts is a groundskeeper. Uh, Don Knotts is a museum employee. He's a. Uh... I don't know who Don Knotts is. <laughs> That's understandable. <laughs> okay, so we we have some education. Yeah. <laughs> we we need to bring Laura's what Ghostbusters. Yeah, Ghostbusters is eh, that's a little iffy. I understand you not knowing who Don Knotts is because he's not really been like popular or culturally relevant for many decades. So we'll just have to go through five seasons of the Andy yeah. Griffith Show with you. Like we're still remaking and putting out new reboots of Ghostbusters. It's, nobody's ever tried to do a reboot of the Ghost and Mr. Chicken, have they? No. I don't think so. Or Andy Griffith. I'd be down for an Andy Griffith reboot. It's Which a, not already one planned. They probably just have a hard time finding a guy that can play Don Knotts. All right, what are I we moving on to him. now? All right, what are we drinking face. now? This is going to be a completely different animal because we just went from 95% rye to 95% corn. And uh, the rye was from America. And now we're going to a Nika coffee grain. Uh, also a different distillation process. So I don't think you're going to find anything in common between this and the whiskey we just had. Now it already smells a lot sweeter. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be pretty sweet. Here, you want to smell? Mm. Oh, I like it. So I'll, I'll draw a diagram of a coffee still for our listeners. See. Yeah, that's very handy. You start up here. I uh, will find somebody that can do ASL for yeah. deaf listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Since that's all we have is audio. You see, down here. My apologies to any deaf listeners out there. Yeah, it's pretty rude. Mm. Mm. This used to be impossible to get in the United States, but uh, recently you can kind of easily get your hands on it, depending on where you are. See, that's the problem with being four alcohols in to a tour, is it's kind of hard to not go, ooh, I like this one too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I didn't bring anything I don't like, so there's going to be a lot of oohs. I like that one a lot, though. Mm. Did you say it was sweeter? Yeah. I said it smelled sweeter for yeah, sure. I like that. That's why I did that rye first, so there'd be more contrast. Now that with an ice ball, ice sphere, mm -hmm. would be good. They all taste different, but they all have kind of the same relative smoothness at the end. I think that's the one thing they have in common for me so far is that they're not harsh at the end. Yeah, I didn't bring anything too too aggressive. Mm. I feel like, I don't know, I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to whiskey tastings. Don't worry, neither do I. But <laughs> uh, I feel like that one sat on my tongue more than the other one. Oh. They I feel like the other one sat in my throat. They refer to that as the finish. How it lasts, how it... Uh, like coffee. Yeah, like how it leaves your palate as opposed to what you're tasting when you're when you're drinking it. You'll see some whiskeys kind of sit there forever, and you can taste them as you, as you sit. And we refer to them as the Swedish. Yeah, the Swedish. <laughs> this is a Swedish whiskey. Yeah. From Japan. From Japan. 
I just have to slam some kind of nationality or culture at some point. It's just how I do it. I don't know why. This time it's a Swedes. <laughs> this time, actually, I think it's been the Swedes like four times. Oh no. Yeah, because we talk, we discussed Swedes. Yeah, nothing again. Nothing against Sweden. You're fascinating people. It's so just, it's just a great comedy word to use Ikea as a derogatory Swedish? term. IKEA is very Swedish. Or so we're told. So yeah. <laughs> Do they have IKEAs in Sweden? To couldn't tell you. Yeah. I think they I, have, I have IKEAs no idea. in Ukraine and or Russia because I I read an article or a little headline popped up on my phone that said IKEA was like one of the first ones to shut their doors. To the Russians? Yeah, I think so. Either to shut their doors to the Russians or shut down in Ukraine due to the war. Getting but blown up does, does yeah. make it difficult to continue business. Yeah. It does. And it also means that we're, what, likely days away from seeing the Russian invasion of a series of Ikeas? But if they get their hands on all that cheap furniture, yeah, they could turn the tides. How do you feel about Ikea? I, I think I have an Ikea coffee table. It's uh, It's been moved to my backyard. Um, <laughs> a backyard coffee table. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll be the first to admit their products don't have the longevity of True. some other furniture. They they look really nice at first. Until yeah. they don't. <laughs> if it's something you don't need to use or move yeah. repeatedly, then you're good. The assembly... I actually never really thought it was as complicated as everyone always jokes about it being they give you the one tool you they need. give you the one tool you need yeah, yeah. and which by the like way people people will <laughs> often reference how the instructions make no sense but it's just pictures of what to do so like if they're communicating the same way cavemen used to doodle on fucking walls and you don't get it that's kind of on you yeah but i don't think you've ever had to hang up doors no i've never had to hang up doors that's tricky it's it's kind of like how our garage doors are misaligned and it's like impossible to like unscrew yeah them, i've, I've tried and failed at that several times i admit yeah she's she's right because i have a bathroom door at home that doesn't close right yeah. uh, our bathroom door here has never closed right yeah. in five years and i can't fix it i can temporarily fix it for like two opens and then you just kind of like pull it up yeah did i tell you guys i bought my house you did oh yeah cool that's Technic- awesome yeah I'm a homeowner now, so now I can just start changing shit. Nice. Which I will. <laughs> what are you going to do first? Oh, probably fix the deck that's a death trap. <laughs> Above ground uh, pool. The, the home inspector, ironically, almost fell through the deck. While inspecting? While inspecting it, yes. And I told him to go ahead and mark that down in his, his sheet. <laughs> Was that the biggest issue? Uh, probably, yeah. I mean, it's a 120-year-old house, so there's some other scary things. Like, the sewage could back up at any time. They told us that about our house, too, though. Yeah. Um, the back of the house is falling down the hill, so every year it's a few more inches misaligned with everything else. So there's no more right angles in my home. I don't think there ever will be. Ever again. And but, as my uh, <laughs> my 
middle school English teacher always told me, if it's not a right angle, it's a wrong It's a wrong angle. angle. <laughs> the only angle used in architecture is the right angle. The right angle. <laughs> and I don't have those anymore. Thank you, I.M. Pei. Yeah. For being the only other architect I can name besides Frank Lloyd Wright. Which is who... Lincoln Logs are named after. You could probably make up some good fake architect names, though. Yeah. Cornelius uh, Chesterton. Oh, I love Cornelius Chesterton. Yeah. His molding. Is His molding. Yeah. yeah. Who designed the pyramids? Oh, that was Francis that Jacobson. That was Ian Pei. Yeah. No, he designed everything. He did the Louvre and... Uh, <laughs> No, it was not I am Pei. <laughs> I don't know who that is either. Who designed the pyramid? That's an, uh, that's like an odd question because I feel like the. Or like well, did any one person in particular. Like, could... I feel like they have to. They had to have seen a pyramid before. Like, the shape of it is. That wasn't like a light bulb Edison moment for them. And I don't think the Egyptians, like, outsourced it. Before that, they made domes? Yeah. Or too, uh, too Yeah, the costly. Egyptians probably didn't, like, yeah, we got a Chinese guy coming in to oversee this pyramid project. I hear the Chinese are excellent. Well, if, like, King Tut was sitting in his office, <laughs> like, he drew up a pyramid. From, so, right, drew up a pyramid. From the desk of Tut. No, I'm fairly <laughs> certain those were built before Tut. Yeah. I, I, like, yeah, no, no. He's, he's a bit more recent. Even Cleopatra, like... Yeah, she's also very recent. Technically, in the scheme of things, she lived like closer to the invention of the cell phone than the pyramids being built. Yeah. I knew Cleopatra did. I didn't know about King Tut. I thought I was thinking maybe he's a little older. You know, King Tut was, I think, the 1970s is oh. when he was. No, I'm no. Just... <laughs> it's hard to say because unfortunately. <laughs> I don't know my history. That's well, and I I know a fair bit about history, but my knowledge of. Egyptian history, unfortunately, comes from the Mummy movies <laughs> with Brendan Fraser. So, and that was about a mostly made-up mummy. And I mean, I know some history, but I'm the timelines are very hard. Like the years, I, I screw those up all the time. Well, fortunately, there's a lot of good history podcasts out there. Uh, this won't be one of them. <laughs> no. <laughs> we will have no citations. We are not fact-checking anything. Full disclosure, we are going to be making up most of the history we ever discuss. That's true. Ever. And I'll take it one step further. I genuinely hope some listener out there actually believes I am paid to design the pyramids, because that would just make me giggle. All right, what are we moving on to now? Ooh. Tell, me, tell me if you recognize that bottle. It's very pretty. It's, it's a little ornate. It's like a, a it is a little ornate. Or a vase. But I'm you blank. a clue. For a relaxing time. There we go. <laughs> we have some Suntory right here. More, now. more intensity, please. More, with more intensity. And with more intensity. That's all he said? Oh, Bill Murray. That's why I made that joke about Bill Murray earlier, because I don't think he's a human. I think he's a pod sent here to entertain us against his will. He was never born, and he will never and die. And he will never die. He's simply an idea. Yeah, basically, once somebody has turned your likeness into a painting in the style of Andy Warhol, that's a sure sign that you're in the lexicon forever. 
Even if he did that himself, which he might have, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, you're going to hear a lot of... Mm. Mm -hmm. mm. That is damn good. Yeah. This won't be exactly the same whiskey you saw in the movie. Try that. Uh, that was that was filmed 20 years ago, so a lot has changed. That is so weird that you just said that. Yeah, I can't uh, believe Lost you in just Translation said that. is 20 <laughs> oh years God, old now. Should... Oh wow! At least close. It's got to be at least 18, 19. What do you think? No, 2000... that was 2003. Three? Yeah. Okay, so we're 19 we're, years. We're closing in on 20. Yeah. It's... I do not like that one. Ooh. Yeah. What do you yeah. uh, What do you get out of that? What's your experience? Um... Strong burn. I don't think it's got a burn to it at all. Uh, well, compared to everything else we just had, it could. Because I did spoil you with the first few mm. we tried. It's like sharp. The... Like it feels like a sharp burn. Sharper. Of like a slow burn. This probably yeah, yeah. is a mix of a fair amount of malt. So and it's grain. Uh, it's more of a. 24 instead of a Breaking Bad. <laughs> that's, that's the only analogy I know how to make. Something relating to pop culture. You're just staring at me like I just went right over your fucking head on that one. You, you have to narrow I never it down. saw 24. You never watched 24? No. Okay. It was basically just Kiefer Sutherland hurting terrorists. And a lot of beeping. Boop. A, lot, a lot of beeping. Boop. Boop. Commercial. Yeah. They would tease you every single time a commercial happened. Oh, for our listeners, commercials, that's something you used to see on television when it was broadcast. They would actually put the ads... Right in there. Right in there. Some of you may know that if you're too ignorant to pay for uh, ad-free Hulu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's me. <laughs> Netflix does not do commercials. No, no Netflix does not do commercials. It's because you pay out the ass for it right up front. Yes. And then you don't have to watch commercials, which I think totally worth it. Yeah, it's I, absolutely. Like, yeah. the last time I watched, and I mean, again, this was like nine years ago, but I watched some of the old VHS tapes of shit that I had taped from when I was like eight or nine years old. And that was kind of cool just to be reminded of the commercials that I'd totally forgotten about in my youth like act like old super soaker commercials or like toys. yeah or like those stupid ass snoopy metlife commercials i was like holy shit how about collect call commercials collect that's call an, that's an industry that doesn't live exist links anymore yeah live links commercials those were always we don't great. even have pay phones yeah where are all the pay phones where'd they where'd they all go after they pulled them out of the ground i don't know if they're already there that's a good question out. is yeah. there just like a giant mound of old payphones somewhere it's gotta be remember malls used to have whole banks there would be yeah 30 payphones in one little hallway that's one of those things that like we realized with our nieces is like they they view icons that are still being used but they don't understand where it came from like uh, for certain things like a floppy disk icon yeah. is still being used for save, but they don't know what that is. What is or a they, floppy yeah, disk? Yeah, what is fast forwarding or rewinding? What is that a reference to? They have no fucking idea. Mm -mm. This is very bizarre. We live in a different world. We do. It makes me wonder what the old man stories we're going to have are. Oh, like, it's going to be dial up, you know, uh, 
manual cars. Manual cars. But, um, I mean, it's going to get even worse than that because we're not old by any means now. So, like, oh, we're am old. I going to be <laughs> we're, yeah. we're old, but at the same time, am I going to be telling a bunch of youngsters one Like, I remember when I was younger that... Well, it's just going to get that, that We had to intense. actually pay for a streaming service. We didn't have it beamed directly into our frontal lobe. I don't know why I'm apparently a Midwestern old man. Well, that's the only kind of old man. Yeah, there you is. You hit yeah. a certain age and you just They're start. out there shoveling whether yeah. there's snow or not. Yeah, what else are we going to do? I have no idea. It still boggles my mind at some point that there's going to be a bunch of 85-year-old Britneys. Mm-hmm. Tiffany. Yeah. Oh, what about Connor and Forrest? Connor and Aiden and Jaden and Braden and whatever else there are. There's going to be a bunch of those. Yeah, baby names. You just have to look through the, the baby names for each year and you can see what the future is going to be like. Yeah. You can't win. <laughs> That's... <laughs> The message today, right. you, you can't win. Well, you either name a baby something cute that works for a kid, but then when they get old, it sounds stupid, like old Grandma Brittany, you know? Or you name a baby Judith, which sounds stupid. Or Bob. Bob. Yeah. I want to meet a baby named Bob. Hell yes. Baby Bob. <laughs> baby Bob. Judith. Yeah, no one ever starts out calling your kid Bob. Robert. That's my dad's That's name. That's her dad's name. Oh, shit. Yeah. He also goes by Bob now. He goes by Bob now. I'm but not sure not he a baby, went by so Bob yeah, as a baby. Yeah. Baby Bob? Probably went by Bobby. Robert? Like, Rob, Robert? No, as a Robbie? kid, did he go by Bobby? He might have gone by Robbie. I don't know. Tell me when Cornelius makes its way back on Wakes his baby, yeah. yeah. Cornelius, that's a what is a very steampunky name. Corny, corny, corn, corn, corn. Uh, Neil, Neil. There we go. Start asking people named Neil if their whole if name their is real Cornelius. name is Cornelius. One of them will blush and look at the ground. Then you'll know. And he'll say, "You got me. I'm the guy that designed the interior of Madison Square Garden." No, that was Lupo O'Malley. Lupo, <laughs> Lupo, Lupo O'Malley. O'Malley. Yeah. Yeah, he was uh, Irish and uh, Argentinian, wasn't he? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. That's why that building is so gorgeous. He was a third Irish, a third Argentinian, and then we don't know about the other third. No. I I designed Pike's Peak. (laughs) What's the tallest building in the world? Uh, Boy, it's got to be in Asia. I'm going to say Saudi Arabia. No, I think that isn't. Did they get beat? Is it the one in India? Singapore. Singapore, maybe. It's got to be in fucking Asia. Well, but I heard. I think there's another one being built, and I can't remember if it's finished yet, or if it's in the near future. Probably the White Castle in Des Moines. I love White Castle. Well, it's certainly the tallest building in Des Moines. We know that. Much like Mexico, Des Moines has very few laws. One of them being that no building can be larger than two stories unless it's a white castle. So we've managed to offend people named Robert, residents of Des Moines, the Swedish. Is there anyone else we should talk about in a derogatory manner? I, I don't know. 
we have to include Mexico on that list, right? We didn't say anything too kind about Mexico. <laughs> they have very few laws, and they only like cocaine and tequila. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I mean, no, Mexican I thought all that was very dinner. kind. We made Mexican food for dinner, yeah. That's true. So, see, we can't be prejudiced. Yeah. <laughs> We're eating Mexican food for dinner. Yeah, some, some very uh, important public figures have made it very clear that if you eat that type of food, can't be racist. It's can't impossible. be, no. No. Well, I Mex- think the tallest, Mexicans want. Go ahead. The tallest tower was in Shanghai until 2012, and it's now in Dubai. Dubai. Think, or no, Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. So was I right? Which might be. It's named Burj Dubai, or Burj Khalifa. So that is India. Mm. Yes. Okay, so we're not good at history. We're not good at geography. We're not good, no. Oh, and it's not even in Abu Dhabi. It was just. But it's in India. The developers were assisted by the ruler of Abu Dhabi. I guess that makes sense, because India and China obviously have had that ongoing battle amongst each other. Like, China got to a billion people, and India was like, fuck you. We can do that, too. Isn't that crazy? It's like one out of every three people on the planet is in India and China right now. Right now. Yeah. As opposed to ten minutes ago. And right above an right now. above both of them is Russia. And you'd think if anything would scare the shit out of the Russians, it'd be the fact that there's like two billion people or more right next to them. That would scare me. Ready to ready to just march over your ass. Pick up some rocks, head over. See at that point you wouldn't need guns. You don't No, you would it'd be like that fucking shitty part of world war z where the zombies just keep coming and build the zombie wall over the barricade and a million people could throw their iphones at you and you'd be toast wow there's the topic of my next book toast toast (laughs) i was gonna say iphones as weapons i was gonna say iphones as weapons oh okay this toast subject also sounds nice. You toast. know, I always did think that. They're pretty heavy duty, yeah. so it's like you hit somebody in the skull with it at the right angle. They don't break anymore, so that gorilla glass could just go right through your head. If you could take apart your phone really quick and use the screen like a knife? I think it would work. I've never had an iPhone. I don't actually know. No, me neither. I had an iPod. I had an I I still have an iPod. Oh, so we have to explain to our younger listeners again. Yeah. So an iPod, it's this thing. It was like an iPhone, uh, but only half of it was a screen, and, and it only could, really held media files. Yeah, for you music. You could hold like two hundred songs on it. Yeah, the old ones. And there was no touch screen. It was all buttons. It was, Eventually, yeah, it was a wheel with a button in the middle. Eventually, they had one with the touch screen. Yeah. And it was the first generation iPhone, but it didn't have the the phone the stuff. phone capability. Yeah, what what's the point? A few people bought them, but that was yeah. Uh, I had I had three. That was like fifty or sixty years ago. Yeah. You used to buy the iPhone for the music, and the phone was just like a yeah. bonus. Right? Yeah, that's kind of true. I mean, it was kind of like an iPod that you could also call somebody with or text somebody with, but it would hold all of your shit. Now I just buy the phone that has the biggest battery. That is literally all I yeah. care about. And now you don't need to do that. Because like, I remember the first time I had an iPod, it really made me realize uh, that I, I didn't know that much music because it gave me way more storage space than I needed for what I wanted to listen to. 
And now you don't even need storage space. I'm recording this now on a Chromebook. There is no storage space. I can just get anything I want through the air. Oh, um, that's all on the cloud? The cloud. The cloud. The Now cloud. you buy phones for cameras, though. Almost sometimes more than people buy for the phone. This is true. I don't buy cameras anymore. Yeah. That, that used to be a thing I would actually research and purchase. I don't yeah, it's cameras. weird that, like, phone companies actually pioneered the next two, three generations of quality cameras and camera manufacturers didn't even do that. Like, where the fuck is Kodak? I know they're still around, but what do they do? What do they make? You know, they, they do something different than cameras and photography now, or film production or whatever they did. It definitely has to do with chemicals and maybe they make batteries. I don't remember. I just remember. Kodak? That. Yeah, I was looking at their stock. At this point, they I don't make take cameras. A, I want to take a break and thank our sponsors at Kodak Chemicals at Kodak. and Batteries. <laughs> Finest chemicals and batteries the modern day can see. And we know you can't sue us because you can't possibly have a legal department anymore. Yeah. You've got to be that close from bankruptcy. <laughs> I'd also like to thank our other unofficial sponsors, and that is Whiskey. Whiskey. <laughs> For a relaxing God, time. God, for a relaxing time. Make it whiskey time. We encourage all of our listeners to buy a whiskey. We don't care which one. I'm enjoying a delicious Hibiki Japanese Harmony Suntory whiskey right now. Now let me ask you this, Alex. This might be a harder question for you to answer. If you had to narrow yourself down to one type of alcohol... Alcohol. I love that alcohol. Tequila. What would you? What would you pick if you were to be a monotheist with alcohol? Oh, uh, okay. Getting very specific, I would say scotch. Scotch whiskey, I think, is the most delightful liquid that man has ever, ever crafted. You uh, would pick tequila. Oh yeah. For and sure. And I, I know I gave you that one sample of mezcal one time. Did you like that too? Yes. I, at your house. Yeah. Yes. That one. Yeah. That one I prefer, lasts a little bit. This might be goofy, I don't know, but I prefer the gold tequila. Mm. Like, not necessarily cheap gold no. tequila, even though I don't mind Jose Cuervo, um, but like an Anejo or... That's not goofy at all, because I think any spirit gets a lot better as you let it age, mature. Uh, there's some very good uh, Blanco tequilas, there's some very good vodkas, some very good gins, but I think once you throw that into a barrel... You let time do its work, something nicer comes out the other side. I've had some Inejo tequilas that are absolutely phenomenal. Probably some I should bring you. Do you age vodka? No, because once you do that, it just turns into something else. What does it turn into? A whiskey or Uh, a... Fuel. (laughs) Um, Yeah, some whiskeys are the same mash bill, so the same recipe as uh, some very popular whiskeys or bourbons so like wheatley vodka is uh the same same base spirit as what they make buffalo trace bourbon out of they just throw it in a barrel for some amount of time and then it turns into whiskey so that's the main difference you're not going to see you will see white whiskeys they'll call like a white dog so like an unaged whiskey but that will share a lot more in common with vodka or a blanco tequila than any whiskey because the the oak the wood 
Speaking only for myself, I do remember times when we were younger and you and I lived together that we would buy the cheapest vodka known to mankind and filter it through a Brita. Uh, it does like work. four or five times. It does work, but at the it, same uh, time, yeah, to a certain extent, it'll yeah, make it like, less shitty. But what makes the difference between uh, a really shitty cheap vodka and something really nice is the ingredients you're starting with. See, and to me, I've always like that's the reason I like I like tequila, but tequila to me is not just a sipping drink. Like tequila is a mixer. That's what me. I used to think before, like, before I started working yeah, at a liquor it, store. It, and that's fair, but to me it still is. Kind of like vodka. Vodka's a mixing drink, and yeah. it's a very versatile mixing drink, yeah. but it is a mixing alcohol. As opposed to, like, right now, I can just sip multiple different whiskeys straight up. Yeah. And that's why I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know how to limit myself to one type of whiskey, but I would pick a whiskey. But tequila, for me, is still... A mixing alcohol, whereas Laura will just sip it over ice. And I can do that, but I don't enjoy it as much as I do tequila in a really well-made margarita. Yeah, there's some things that might change your mind there, because I felt the same way. I didn't know sipping tequila was even a thing. I th- That sounded like an oxymoron to me. Before I started oh, I working really at Cold good. Train. Yeah, no, there are a some... Salt, a little lot, put a lime just straight in it with an ice cube. Even without all of that, there are some tequilas that are so nice, you can just drink them straight, and it's a, it's a whole experience, just like a whiskey. Um, you just have to have something a little nicer, and unlike bourbon, where you can get something for under 50 bucks, plan to spend on at least... Yeah, tequila you can't. Yeah, it's more like 50 to 70 to yeah. get the really... Because as we've really nice things, said already, yeah. tequila has to come from one very specific plant, right. which is very rare compared to the multitude of things you can make a fucking whiskey from. Right. I think even the small container of the Patron and Ajo is like 55, something like that. I'll have to try one of those kind of sipping tequilas then. Yeah, I'll bring some of that over. I'll, uh, I'll get some Mezcal for Laura. Because I've I mean, always for all of us, but tequila's <laughs> always been like a rum or a vodka for me. Like I, I can't just sip straight rum, but I can enjoy rum in a mixed drink. Mm-hmm. Now, but... is elderflower like Saint Germain's? Is that a spirit or a liqueur? It is a yeah, it's a spirit, more specifically a liqueur. Um, that's probably okay. using something like a neutral green spirit, so something that started its life, something like a vodka. Uh, there's going to be not only flavor, but some sugar and some water added to a liqueur. Because at most, that's going to be maybe 50 proof. Uh, I think there's some liqueurs, maybe 60 proof. What's so your like, favorite liqueur? Is Ooh. there a limit? Ooh. Is there a limit on the alcohol percentage of a liqueur before it's no longer a liqueur? I'd have to look that up. I think what defines a liqueur is just the fact that there's sugar and flavor added. So there, there's kind of a gray zone. So there. apple pie moonshine could be a liqueur. I think most of those, <laughs> especially when they say they're like 30% alcohol tops, I would call yeah. those liqueur. Yeah, there's a lot of. And especially if you're trying to justify your habit to your family. Yeah. Being able to call it a liqueur is definitely helpful. But my favorite liqueur. If I had to think about it, I would say uh, so. We have a local company, Two Nine One Distilling. 
here in Colorado Springs, uh, whiskey company, but they make a liqueur called the Deck, and it's probably the best cold weather, like what we have outside right now, uh, best thing to sip on. It's spicy, has orange, clove, just a lot of cold weather spicy type flavors like in it. Like a mulled wine, but a mulled liqueur? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. Those same kind of spices you would see in a mulled wine. And that's, I think, phenomenally done. There's definitely a time where I would have said uh, amaretto. Because mm. okay. I know you and I have enjoyed mm-hmm. many a, a Di Sirono day. Yes. and I. Um, but man, it's been a long time since I've felt the urge to buy any of that stuff, even when I see it in passing at a liquor store. Now, I've had some in my freezer for almost two years now. And yeah, in my youth, that would not have lasted more than a week. No. Uh, but I've learned that Di Sirono, not only is it technically not a real amaretto, uh, but there's, yeah, really? just, yeah, because it's, all, all the flavors artificial. Artificial, there's, all there's, of it? Yeah, there's no, no almond in there that I've heard of. So there's some really nice amarettos. I like that flavor in like cookies and cakes and coffee creamer. Coffee. Yeah. Ooh. I think now, can Irish... everyone hear? Uh, can everyone hear Chief sniffing into the microphone right now? Oh yeah, they've. If you've listened to any of our previous episodes, you can hear the dogs drinking water out of their bowl, barking in the background. Oh yeah, there's dogs everywhere. Yeah. So I'm going to paint a picture for you. We're surrounded by probably 30 or 40 dogs right now, piled on top of each other like a hoarder. There's one dog sticking his tongue in my mouth. <laughs> Although they are still all alive, so yeah. not quite like hoarders. No, no. <laughs> there would be 80 They're dead not puppies. malnourished. <laughs> yeah. We moved the couch, and we found the corpses yeah. of seven generations of dogs. Yeah. No one's looking me in the eye and saying, do you really need that? And I'm like, yeah, I need everything here. You guys just don't understand. Hoarders is fascinating. Oh, yeah. We love dogs, and we have three. So there's equal dogs to podcast participants. Some would argue that the dogs are a podcast participant. Just unwilling and against their own knowledge. So this whole house is like wood floors, and all of these dogs have very Very long, long clacky clacky (laughs) nails. So see if you can identify the dog based on its gait and its clackiness. Sarge has an extra claw on each leg, so that might give him a slightly different sound than Copper over here. But Copper also doesn't walk anywhere. He floats. Like Walls. a ballerina. And Chief prances. Yeah. Chief does prance like a deer. So if you're prancing, that's Chief. Right now, you hear that? What's your thought on Irish creams? I, ooh, there's some really good ones. Uh, and once you have a good one, the other ones start to taste kind of a little gross. I agree with you on that because yeah. uh, I tried that Cool Swan uh-huh. stuff yeah. and have not been able to go back to a, a St. Brendan's or a, exactly. What's the other one? Uh, there's St. Bailey's. Brendan's, Bailey's is those the big one. Those are the two one. big ones, yeah, but like, I can't go back to those. So yeah, there's a couple a couple companies like Cool Swan, Five Farms. Once, once you taste those, the others start to taste like spoiled coffee milk. creamers. Yeah. Milk, yeah. And there's like this bad aftertaste. Like Cool Swan is so 
so crisp and pure yeah. and it's very irish, delightful irish cream is not something i really ever drink or use although i should be putting it in my coffee more frequently because <laughs> i drink a lot of coffee but once you have something good uh yeah those others kind of become difficult i had a fabulous cocktail the other day that was i think it was irish cream cold brew chai and butterscotch that sounds that revolting. Really <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a. Where was this? Alchemy. Oh, of course. Yeah, I need to go there to Alchemy. Really good I'd like to thank our sponsor, Alchemy, on Colorado Alchemy. Boulevard. Despite Colorado your Springs. revolting chai based drinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you for unofficially sponsoring us. Now, what's your thoughts on Aperol? Oh, that's something I'm pretty... I'm not knowledgeable of the, the bitter liqueurs. That's okay. something I need to have a lot more of. Uh, I've had my share of Fernet, Fernet Branca, which is a classic. Bitter, minty, really good. Aperol is kind of in its separate little I hate it. family. There's, yeah, it tastes like there, dirt. There's us. Aperol and Campari, and both of those you get this, the same problem with any mass-produced liquor or liqueur. Uh now let me ask you this, because one thing I've definitely noticed about myself, and I kind of sort of went into this on a previous episode, but like my palate can't really distinguish too well between vodkas. Vodka to me is just vodka. Yeah. I can definitely tell with good whiskeys versus mm. bad whiskeys. But the one thing I definitely cannot do is wine. My palate's mm. not sophisticated enough. Wine just tastes either abysmal or it's good. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter if it's expensive. And it doesn't matter what kind of wine it is. It's I've had eight, nine dollar bottles of wine that taste just fine to me. Yeah. But well, I can't uh, I don't have the palate for that. I've had expensive wine that's phenomenal though. Oh yeah, not I've to, had expensive had wine too, but I've I but... like it. It doesn't. No cost isn't all bullshit, but uh, it, it, there's a certain amount of bullshit there because yeah, you can have some some cheap wines. Cost it doesn't equate to quality, uh, but the lower cost wines will typically be mass produced, and that's the key. So if you have a cheap wine that they're making boatloads of probably not going to be good as a cheap wine where they only made a few barrels because they're they're charging what they can um so you may have an expensive bottle that is absolute garbage you may have a cheap bottle that's really good i know don't buy based on label most of the time yes i've had i've had some (laughs) bottles with really cool labels that i would have bought because of the label and they rock but yeah, buying because of the label, it's the same as beer. I would say wine is a little bit more like beer than it is with spirits. Than hard alcohol. Yeah, I've with done hard that alcohol. so many times. What's that brand that makes ridiculously large cans? They're I I almost want to say they're larger than 40s. They might be like 60s. Canned wine. What? No. Or canned Voodoo? beer. Voodoo is that a brand? Voodoo Brewing. Uh... Donuts. Voodoo Donuts. Do they oh. make their own? Yeah, we have some of that actually. It's they're not really in, big, they're right? not in big cans, but you can maybe oh, I bet those are crowlers. If you get beer directly from a brewer, you used to get a growler, which was a really big bottle. Right. 
but now they will usually can it for you but it's going to be really big 30 40 ounces in a can and they look comically huge and those are called well, crowlers is just one of those r- r- 40 yeah but those are yeah, usually as, bottles as they're known big on and the tall. streets, ladies and gentlemen. But when you put it in a can, it looks <laughs> it looks giant because Fosters. Everyone knows Fosters. Those are giant cans. That's mm-hmm. still only 24 ounces. It's a bit smaller. So maybe you just saw Voodoo Brewing in a Crowler. Yeah. Which was well, they uh, have really cool labels. I hate their beer. Oh. Every single time I bought like a nine dollar can of beer, thinking it's going to be great because. The label looks super cute and colorful. And... At this time, I'd like to thank our sponsors at Voodoo Brewing. <laughs> Despite your awful beer. <laughs> uh, no, I uh, awful beer. Excellent marketing. I'll, I'll try to try to avoid publicly speaking poorly of a brewery based on limited experience. But yeah, no. I, uh, <laughs> Don't ever dream, kids. <laughs> But yeah, in my experience too, because uh, I, I work at a liquor store, we, we do have Voodoo Brewing. It's a bit limited. I forget exactly where they're from. Uh, freshness is a big thing. So if you're getting a, a micro brew or a craft brew from a different state, it also may not be arriving to you promptly. And there's a lot of breweries, out-of-state breweries that are incredibly disturbed by their distributor because we'll get beer that's three or four months old already and it should have been consumed three or four months ago yeah so there's certain styles that will last the darker beers the heavier beers now let me ask you this this is kind of a hypothetical question but do you think there will be a point in time where the advancement and proliferation of different types of breweries will eventually phase out shit like Miller, Budweiser, Coors. Do you think there could be a point in which that shit kind of goes away? God can only <laughs> Yes, I I don't think so. Just I know how consumerism works. And a lot of times people are just looking for a familiar label, familiar logo, and as long as they can go home and somewhat enjoy the experience, that's what they're going to continue to do. And there's also price. Uh, Everything you just mentioned comes in a certain price range. Yes, cheap. Uh, Cheap, yeah. But not quite Keystone cheap. Not Keystone, (laughs) yeah. So people are going to continually... Keystone light. Powering beer pong tournaments yes. in 2001. Now, I like PBR, I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... It's inoffensive. Um, <laughs> That's the best compliment we can offer for your standard run-of-the-mill light beer. It's inoffensive. They've also been coasting on that same blue ribbon they got in, like, what, 1893? Yeah, it was like 200 years yeah. ago. <laughs> when there were probably three entrants... Yeah, let's get a list. I want to see a list of everyone else who's won that blue ribbon since. Since, And let's see if they're putting that shit on their label. Right. Or if they're even still around. Yeah. Who won the blue ribbon in uh, 1899? That was Doc Mako's Good Time Lager. And it was a damn fine beer. Damn fine. That's what it said on the can. They did shut down due to fire and syphilis in 1901. 
So well, everything got shut down in 1901 because of fire and syphilis. Right. So it's not really fair to uh, poke at them. Yeah. No, syphilis in 1901 was very much like dysentery in the Oregon Trail times. I mean, I had syphilis in 1901. Yeah. It's not. Don't be embarrassed. I lost my entire uh, herd of cattle to a fire. Yeah. One time I hunted too much meat and I couldn't carry it back <laughs> to the wagon. Yeah, I'm surprised you got that much meat considering you could only aim in eight directions. <laughs> but I think it was four. <laughs> four, four directions. Four directions. Then. <laughs> That's one oh. people won't understand is the Oregon Trail. The Oregon Trail. Oh, yeah. And you know what? Right, let them doctor Google that shit. That's so, yeah, there used to be a game called Oregon Trail. Go look that up because I don't think a finer video game has ever been produced. Billy died of dysentery. That's all you <laughs> need to know. Which was second in comedy only to You Have Died of Dysentery. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Guess you fucked up. And you only made it to Kansas City. What a fucking loser you are. And I know we're not good at geography, but what is that? Like a third of the way? Uh, Probably a third yeah, of the way. About a third. Oh, like East Coast. You're yeah. talking about, yeah, all the major colonies. So yep. you had to traverse the entire continental United States yep. to get to Oregon. Didn't they come through Colorado? And God help you if you were ballsy so enough they, they to try right. fording a river. Because that shit was going to collapse oh. every time. Hey, if anyone has not played Oregon Trail, if you're doing it right now, if you're doing like a play along, uh, don't. Don't ford the don't river. Don't ford the river. <laughs> Look for another passing. Just don't. You're going to lose yeah. like three ox. Oxen? Oxen. oxen. Yeah, oxen. three oxen. Or and, axles. Or three of your oxen. Or your axles are going to break. Yep. Uh, if Billy didn't die of dysentery, he's going to drown. Just don't ford the river. Also, if you didn't pick Banker to start out your adventure, the fuck were you thinking? Right. Always pick the extra money. It gives you more provisions. Yeah, you can buy more wheat. Wheat. <laughs> <laughs> Which and, could be turned into whiskey. Yeah. Which could be. Which you will definitely need to get through some of those. That's the part of the game they left out that was How historically long did that relevant. How them in real life? Uh, many months. 250 years. I don't even think they're yeah. done yet with the first crossing. No, it was months. No, it was, yeah, it was a lot yeah. of months. Months, if yeah. not, I mean, usually... If you, would, you went the whole way. Yeah. I mean, that's why there's so many small towns across middle America. That's just where they yeah, stopped. So I mean, many people just were like, fuck it, I going no further i'm stopping right here i think that's even how colorado springs was founded like, oh yeah i'm, they I'm found gold and they said screw it we're i'm not even sure it would be the gold i'm sure there were plenty of people that hit the rocky mountains at the yeah. wrong time of the year we're like i ain't crossing that shit in the snow yeah they Let's made this stay uh, here this was a resort town for rich folks they even designed it to look like alexandria virginia so people coming from the east coast could be comfortable here while they harbored their tuberculosis because that was a big one too tuberculosis oh yeah. yeah people would we had big houses full yep. of people who just We've laid there with tuberculosis still yeah out, out glenwood Manatee, springs right? yeah yeah glenwood springs had the sanatorium that's where uh doc holiday died yeah because of our our dry air and sunlight they thought that would help i mean it did have you been to the what is it the frontier museum the here in town? Yeah, what no. is that called? It's downtown. The Pioneers the Museum. Pi yes, Pioneer the Pioneer Museum. Pioneers Museum. Thank you to our sponsors at the Pioneer Museum at Colorado Springs, Colorado. It's God bless you and your two employees. Yeah. It's very interesting, and they do uh, a farmer's market during the summertime. It's small. It's a very small farmer's market. Which is sad, because it's more popular than the museum. Yeah, have and I love been, history. What's that? Have you been? 
Yeah, I've been with you. Okay. That's what I thought. <laughs> we went this morning. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing I like better than a pioneer museum. Yeah, remember? That's for sure. I, was, I was looking at the different bonnets. Yeah. And, <laughs> and gingham. Well, gingham. they do have like, the That was a thing, right? Gingham. Which is pretty cool. Like all of the medicine, like what a medicine oh, cabinet would look like back in the day. That stuff is yeah. scary because yeah. yeah, they're like, what did flu medicine look like? Yeah. Well, it was a hook and <laughs> yeah. some cotton some rags. Of that shit, yeah, yeah. Yeah, medicine or cosmetic from the... bottles. Those are cool. It'd be big glass bottles. Big glass bottles, yeah. Plenty of snake oil salesmen to sling some bullshit your way. This one elixir will cure all. Oh, that's some good snake oil. Is that a new one or the same one? Oh, no, I've, I've doubled back to the He's beginning now. Back, yeah. So, yeah. Has we, anyone ever actually tried to harvest snake oil, like oil from snakes? Would you twist them? You just bring them out like a washcloth. Yeah, you yeah. put them in a snake press. Yeah, like Ka from the Jungle Book. Yeah. Or like pasta. <laughs> a pasta <laughs> press? A pasta maker? Is that wow, putting a snake from? through a pasta press, that's a... Uh... Like instead of zucchini noodles, snake noodles? Oh, oh yeah. So what do you, you put in lizards, right? and out the other end you get snakes. So next time you find a garter snake in your yard, try and collect like ten of them so you can make a bowl of soup. It's getting a little weird, but I it like is, it. Yeah. I'd like to actually, like, I'd, <laughs> I'd like to, if you actually did it, nobody could throw snake oil salesmen at you in a derogatory fashion. You're literally just selling snake oil, even if it serves no function. Yeah. That's a million dollar idea. No, I'll tell you oil. a million dollar idea. I'll put it out there right now, because God bless whichever one of you wants to do it. Here's my million dollar idea, speaking of alcohol. If we brewed a beer, and we named our beer responsibly we get free advertisement from every single liquor commercial and advert ever please drink please drink responsibly responsibly. and everyone would go good idea fuck your miller light (laughs) screw your white claw i'm getting me a six pack of responsibly even even vodka is telling you to drink responsibly like stop put down your vodka now the thing that the thing that stopped me with that idea the most is one I've procrastinated for decades on how to brew beer. Two, I feel like even though that would be a, a like a freedom of speech type issue, somehow they would figure out a way for you to not be able to name your beer responsibly. I feel like they would find a way, Jurassic Park style. If you think Big Liquor is looking out for you, the little guy. No, probably not. No. I feel like they wouldn't let you have a beer called responsibly because as good an idea as that is, I'm, I know I'm not the first one to have had that idea. Somebody had to have probably tried that. You'd be surprised. I would be. Have could, they made have... a movie about Big Pharma? Yeah. Uh, yes. A few. Movies, not documentaries. Well, oh, you mean Movies like about a, Big Pharma? Yeah. Like a Hollywood movie, not yeah. a, like a Hulu movie? Because I'm sure there's there's got to be some... Just not like a documentary. About Big Pharma, but yeah, still based like on truth. Um, the Insider. Thing. No, that was about tobacco. Mm. That's what I'm thinking. I'm yeah. not thinking of the Thank mm-hmm. You for Smoking movie. Right. And it's like, have they ever done anything like that with like Big Pharma, where it's like, you know, the plot can be totally fictional, but based on like maybe 
big pharma. Because there was the one about uh, OxyContin recently, but that was a series. Yeah. Uh, that was with Michael Keaton on Hulu Dope Sick. Because that was yeah, incredible. Yeah, hill, hillbilly heroin. Yeah, and there was there was an element of it that was fictionalized, but it was all based on what really happened with OxyContin. So like the characters were amalgams of real life people. So they weren't just it wasn't a documentary in the sense that they're telling you literally what happened. Right. They created characters and they dramatized how the opioid crisis started, but that wasn't like a a theater movie. And yeah, a lot of I mean, it's a topic that you need more time about than two hours, because they couldn't have told that story in two hours in the theater. They needed a well. I mean, series. tell that to the guys that made the Dark Tower movie. But yeah, no, it was great. Yeah, let's yeah yeah let's let's uh, cram seven books worth of Stephen King's imagination into a two-hour movie. Oh, work. nobody likes it. Big fucking Big surprise! Fucking surprise! <laughs> but we had Matthew McConaughey yeah. and Idris Elba. Oh my god. Who I love, both of them. Yeah. But I, I knew they were making a mistake, and I think they did too. But, you know, sometimes mistakes do pay for houses. I've been reading Stephen King books since before I was born. <laughs> I've been reading Stephen King books since before he was born. All right, all right. <laughs> no, could have been great, should have been great, but you could need have more been. time. You needed to plan that as a. Now let's go into minimum, that. A trilogy. Because usually. For the most part, I try and shoehorn some sort of weird-ass, unofficial top five list into an episode. So let's talk about that. What are what are the best Stephen King adaptations? Oh, Rose Red. Rose Red. Oh. I don't know if that makes a top oh, five. Oh, okay. Well, for me, that makes my... I like that one. I'm, I'm going to start out controversial. The Running Man. Is going to be the mine. Running Man, even is though solid. Uh, it's solid, has nothing to do with the nothing, book. Well, like five percent. Technically authored by Richard, Richard Bachman, Bachman, which you'll find <laughs> doesn't exist. He's no. a man, doesn't exist. So the that was how Stephen could put out shit that yeah, he didn't think he was embarrassed. Was, he was good like, enough to like warrant being under his name. He was worried it was going to hurt his career. This is some trashy shit, but I want to write it anyway. And yeah, the movie, uh, very little of it is still based on the Running Man novel, true. which was great. Which was more but, like a a modern day like the Running Man was more contemporary than we give it credit for, and then it was turned into a goofy eighties movie. It was very good, but I love it. It was a very good eighties movie as well. I love every moment of The Running Man. So that's my number one. Uh, I'm sure The Green Mile is going to show up on Green here someplace. Green Mile's got to be up there. Darabont, obviously. Oh. You know, he's the guy that knows how. Yeah. He did Green Mile. He did Shawshank. He did the first two episodes of The Walking Dead. The first two, yeah. Before he said, I'm out. I don't or think maybe they said, said you're no, out. Yeah, I think he yeah, won that lawsuit, like, didn't out. he? He won yeah. that lawsuit recently. <laughs> Those are also um, the only two episodes of The Walking Dead that I actually watched. I never watched that. He did The Mist. The Mist was incredible. Which he took. So The Mist is Frank on that Darabont's list. the only person I know of that took a Stephen King ending and made it more dark than Stephen King would have gone for. Yeah. Is Steve... The Mist the same as The Fog? No. 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 That was, that was Carpenter. <laughs> John Carpenter did The Fog. We could also talk about John Carpenter. Similar, but... Yeah, it begins no, and one ends was, with the thing. The fog is ghosts, right? It's basically a ghost, ghost pirate yeah, story. Yeah. And then the mist is... Uh, Did it, they get stuck in a gas station? A supermarket. 
Okay. That's okay. the mist. What the about mist. the fog? It's just a town. The fog, I don't remember. It's more general. Yeah. Because the fog, I think, like, there's people in different areas throughout the whole thing, as opposed to most of the mist takes place in the supermarket. But if we're speaking in very general terms, yeah, sure, they're the same movie. We're, yeah. we're in this place. It's kind of foggy outside. We can't go out there without without getting bad stuff happening. Yeah. yeah, bad stuff happens if you're outside. You got to stay in here. End of movie. I think I've seen the mist, not the fog. The mist makes some people angry. Yeah, it's not a feel good. movie. It's not a feel good movie. It's also, no. I mean, it's one of those weird things where I feel like it got it got fucked up by its own comparison to Darabont's other shit. Because once you did. Shawshank Redemption and Green Mile, yeah, The Mist doesn't hold up compared to those, but it's still a well-done adaptation. What about Dead Zone with uh, Christopher Walken? Oh, well, let's put that on there, too. One. Yeah. Is The Shining Stephen King? Yep. Now, that's an interesting one, because the Kubrick movie, Stephen King very famously has disliked. Yeah. Yeah. But if we're talking about good movies... I'll still enjoy The Shining. Yeah, it did because make... if there's one thing Stanley Kubrick knew how to do, it was visual storytelling and tone. Because goddamn, that's a beautiful movie to watch. Yeah, Stephen King didn't like it, but no, he didn't. Uh, I and care. I get why he didn't like it. Because it had it, it had literally nothing to do with yeah. most of his book. It was very also, very different. I will argue. I I agree with Stephen King's point about casting Jack Nicholson because as entertaining as Jack Nicholson is to watch in that movie, um, Stephen King was right in saying that the point of my book was watching a normal man lose his mind and succumb to the temptations of alcoholism. And Jack Nicholson seems half insane at the beginning. Yeah, I get that point. Cause I, but I disagree with Stephen King because he wanted John Voight, who also seems half insane at any given point in time. So, that's just my opinion. But I love The Shining. The 90s miniseries, did you watch that one with Stephen Weber? I never actually saw that. Okay, Full it's very close to the book. Yeah, it's a lot It's also very kind of cheesy. Yeah. It's 90s miniseries. Well, his book is kind of cheesy. It is oh, kind of oh. cheesy, but like if you can imagine like the kind of miniseries ABC would put out in the 90s. Also, what I haven't seen, someone's going to be mad at me for this. I didn't Carrie? see the new It. I didn't see the new It either. I, I have it at either. home. It's been waiting for me. I've heard it's You have it. seen the 80s miniseries. Though. Oh, of course. Yeah. Several times over. And it's very good. Yeah. You got Harry Anderson. Harry Anderson. What else do you need? I'll just watch him. It was like Night Court the movie. Night Court the movie, which they should have done. With no bull. No bull. Which is, in this case, isn't a good thing. No. <laughs> you want bull. Richard. That's the Are most. You Richard Mull. No, bull. That's the. Yeah, bull? Richard Mull. Richard. This is now officially the most obscure reference of this entire episode. Oops, sorry, <laughs> my fault. I'm gonna let's talk about Night Court yeah. for a while. Because we I'm... we went we went to Harry Anderson to Night Court to, to Bull, Richard to Mull. Richard Mull in the span of like 20 seconds, and I think you're the only other person besides me and Richard Mull that got all four of those. Okay, so uh, Harry you, Anderson doesn't even. If remember you're listening Richard and you don't know who Richard Mull is, uh, watch <laughs> the the Highlander. He was that really big guy. At the very be oh, you don't know what the Highlander is either. <laughs> well, Shit. there can be only Man, one. Man, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, 
Ooh, Stephen King adaptations. Oh, it, yeah, what was this, a top five? Top five. We haven't been official with the numbering. Well, Rose Red is five. I, d- I don't know that one. I've According to Laura. Yeah. Um, it's That's going to be your edition, though? It's about the... I don't the care for Rose and they Red. bought a mansion, and the mansion just is haunted and keeps building oh. itself. Oh, there's, there's a bunch of okay. professors it's, uh, and people that go in and... It was a mini-series he did. Now, the, my favorite one of his mini-series is Storm of the Century, which was a, a script he wrote specifically for that. It's not based on a book or anything that he did before. He wrote it as a teleplay. I love that one. I'll tell you what for sure makes the bottom of the list, and that's Dreamcatcher. Yeah, that ha- we have to bring that up. But was that... Uh... I, I didn't read the story. The book? Okay, yeah, now but... the book is a little all over the place because it was after he had one of his car accidents and he was high as fuck on prescription medication. But it's not a bad book. But the thing that boggles me about the movie is, goddamn, every single motherfucker in that movie is talented as shit and it came together to mean absolutely nothing. Because you got Jason Lee was great, you got uh, Tim Oliphant was great, Morgan Freeman's in it for fuck's sake, and even he sucks in Dreamcatcher. I think that's always so disappointing when you see a cast of actors that you're just like, oh, this is about to be great. Yeah. And then you watch it and it's When you go from Ocean's 11 to Ocean's 12, (laughs) that's what Dreamcatcher was. Dreamcatcher is the Ocean's 12 Uh, of Stephen King adaptations. Which one did julia roberts play herself was that 12 that was 12 where there was also no heist no where yeah where she wasn't even playing herself but they played off the fact that when bruce willis shows up as himself as bruce willis he thinks julia roberts character is julia roberts because she looks identical to julia roberts who wouldn't exist in that universe in the first place I mean, it was amusing. It was meta. But, but by the uh, end of the movie, you realize no heist actually took place, no. and they had completely. The heist was you. two minutes at the beginning of the movie that they just didn't show you until the end. Now, if they had replayed that at, at the end, kind of done a different point of view, like it was Clue or something. Yeah. That could have been. Well, I, they did some of that. Never mind. Strike my Still, comments. Ocean Can you 12. edit this out? Do you edit these? Uh, no, we don't. No editing? No. Well, shit. No. It's okay. <laughs> we forgive you for your slightly absent-minded knowledge of Ocean's 12, which is god-awful by anybody's admittance. Now, did you see Ocean's 13? I did, and it was better than 12, but not by much. Is there an Ocean's 14? No, they went down to Ocean... What was the remake uh, they did with Sandra Bullock? Nine. Weren't there like eight of them? Yeah, there was something like that. Yeah. I didn't see that one either, but not because I'm sexist, just because by that point I figured out nobody could make an Oceans movie anymore. Yeah. (laughs) That wasn't because it was an all-female cast. It was I was too gun-shy from 12 and 13, which were all-male casts and still fucking awful. Yeah, like the, the Ghostbusters remake. I did like it. Did I like it as much as Ghostbusters? No. And it had nothing to do with it being a female cast. It's the fact that it was a reboot. If you tell me the original movie doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. And that this is its own movie. 
that kind of takes me out of it. Like, what if someone tried to go remake Star Wars and said, "No, this is a Star Wars reboot." Yeah, we're going, what to, about we're going that? to tell what you if the story about. Did that, George Lucas? Right. <laughs> well, I, maybe I'm misspeaking. Maybe they should. <laughs> maybe that, <laughs> we should have a Star Wars reboot. A Star Wars reboot. We'll they just, just start that shit the over. Original trilogy, yeah. but their own way. Darth Vader is his uncle. Not his dad this time. Yeah. Spoilers. The sorry. emotional stakes not really there. I'm your uncle. <laughs> your dad was a nice guy though. <laughs> well, I guess we don't really have to fight. <laughs> we don't really have any major beef. I was pleasantly surprised by Star Wars. As a whole? Yeah. Because you, you hadn't seen him until kind of more recently? Um, well... Because I, I, I grew up. I was at least 20. Hmm? 20? Like yeah. Nine, a decade ago, roughly. Because I'm one of those people who grew up watching them on TV, like, watched, like, several times a year, so it was just part of... Well, I was able to make it, like, my whole time through high school without seeing them, um, but hearing everybody else reference them. That's yeah. better than most. Yeah, no, Sarah, uh, my girlfriend, still has not seen any of them and no i'm not going to force her to watch them i'm i don't give a shit i'm not one of yeah. those people who are like oh my god you have to watch this it's so important like no it's not guess what you made it to adulthood without seeing it you are who you are and well, how else how else is she going to make the guinness book of world records yeah exactly she can make it to 50 she's a good she's chance. she's there yeah never saw a single star wars film all right what else for stephen king Thinner, awful. Uh, Stand by me. Didn't see it. You didn't see that one. What about uh, Transformers: Dark of the Moon? Mm. Let's put that on the list. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah, I was I surprised Stephen wrote that. Yeah. He really liked Optimus Prime, so he gave him a larger role. Yeah. Oh. And an alcohol problem, because yeah. every everyone in a Stephen King novel, there's got to be at least one guy with an alcohol problem. Um. I'm going to, uh, now, 1408 is what, what I was really? just going to mention, because I honestly would put that in my top five, because oh. 1408 is a fucking brilliant movie. I didn't even know. No, that's a, that's one of my favorite ghost yeah. movies. It's, oh, that, that movie is very against the mold. I stayed in a room 1408 once. And John Cusack, who I love. Shout out John Cusack, wherever you are, whatever you may be doing now. Thank you to our sponsor, John Cusack. John Cusack. Please come back to us. We need you. He's in Serendipity, right? <laughs> he is in Serendipity. Yeah. Shout out to that movie. Which Thank I you. don't like that movie, but I like John Cusack in that movie. Also, uh, the Marshal from Con Air. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Corvette in that movie. That's yeah. one of the few facts I really remember. About. Wasn't even his Corvette. Yeah. He stole it from uh, <laughs> Colm Meany. I remember Colm Meany, but I don't remember the name. I bet oh. I could. Vince Larkin. I bet you John Cusack didn't even remember that. <laughs> Why would he? John fucking Cusack. Oh, Colm Meany. Thank you. Oh, for everything you've ever done. Let's see what else did see. No, I didn't. I didn't like Carrie. Never saw that one. That's the one I was trying to think of. I didn't like it, Carrie. I relate Which that one? to it. You, you're talking Any about of them. the older. I didn't like the original one Carrie. with Sissy Spacek. I didn't like that one. Um, I haven't seen those. 
Uh, didn't really like Firestarter, even though Drew Barrymore was in it as a child, and she's awesome. Didn't like Firestarter. Uh, what else was she in as a child? E.T. Okay. Uh, there was E.T. There was E.T. She was also in E.T. I think she was in E.T. Yeah. No, she was in a lot of stuff. Yeah, more stuff than I... Like, I'm blanking, trying to even think now. Oh, you know what? Um, I think she was in E.T. The Extraterrestrial. Yeah. And, uh... Charlie's Angels? She was, like, six in that, right? Oh. Yeah, like, 30 years later. (laughs) Yeah. That is a great movie, though. Charlie's Angels. We should watch Charlie's Angels? Like, right now? I, I don't know about that. I have the this is going to be a long episode. <laughs> this is us. We're not even going to MST3K this yeah. shit. We're just going to silently watch Charlie's Angels. You want a good soundtrack. Here's another top five. We can do a twofer. Um, top five movie soundtracks? Yeah. I would say Dazed and Confused, Bad Times at the El Royale, Charlie's Angels. Wow, you got a list already. Yeah. <laughs> Grease. Grease. And... I need one more for a soundtrack. So you, when you say soundtrack, you don't mean like original music composition. You mean like already licensed songs. When you used to be able to go to like Walmart or Sam Goody's. Sam Goody's. (laughs) Thank you for one-upping our night court obscurity. Or Or a media play. A media play. Oh, wow. Um... Top five movie soundtracks. The kinds you could buy in a CD form, you know? So I I don't know what the exact list would be for Charlie's Angels, um, but I remember owning the CD and the songs they included on that were great. I'm going to say Godzilla. (laughs) With Matthew Broderick? With Matthew Broderick. There was a Green Day song on there. Uh, Uh. (laughs) That's it. That's all I got. (laughs) The best part of Godzilla was Green Day's solo contribution <laughs> to the soundtrack. Um, yeah, that's a good question. What are, what are the best movie soundtracks? Now, this one is terrible, and it's not a movie soundtrack, but that TV show Jess was telling us about, where it's a entire series, but it's a musical. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? I, I got Ex-Girlfriend. I haven't watched it. Whatever I texted you that one day. Yeah. We, we can we can call her up. We can get her on speakerphone real quick. Jess, tell us about that show. Wow, you know, it's, it's I almost have to agree with Grease. It's good. Everyone, start to finish. Oh, oh. No, I I, I can beat you. What? Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump's got a good soundtrack. Forrest Gump. Phenomenal. Ooh, Lethal Weapon. Probably also. What was lethal, lethal weapon? weapon. Now I've as a <laughs> like I've got a small erection right now because you mentioned lethal weapon. Right. That's how big a fan I am of lethal weapon. But very, I can't remember very the minimal soundtrack though. Should I whisper that in your ear later? <laughs> yeah. Lethal very, weapon. Very minimal soundtrack. No, just, just say I'm too old for this shit. I'm too old for this <laughs> shit. God damn, I love those movies. 
unapologetically love. We could fuck to the soundtrack. Lethal soundtrack Weapon. Soundtrack of Lethal Weapon. That yeah. was the title of a movie. <laughs> we could fuck to the soundtrack yeah. of Lethal Weapon. That was also a Stephen King adaptation, actually. Yeah. Now that I think about it. Directed by Steven Soderbergh. Ah. <laughs> uh, Forrest Gump, yeah, Forrest Gump's soundtrack is solid. If, if you're talking about, like, uh, pop culture, like, publicly Tarantino, released, yeah, yeah. Not, not an original score, that, that would definitely be Tarantino's good at it, for He's sure. really good at that. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, there we go. That's another good choice. Um, I hit my top five already. Uh... Uh, Ghostbusters 2! Yes! <laughs> no, Ghostbusters oh, brother, 2. Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Shit, I think that soundtrack did better commercially than the movie. Yeah. Dude, yeah, because they thought that song was real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they thought it was actually... That the stupid 20s. they. All <laughs> rock candy mountain. Like, no, we recorded that shit last year. Yeah. We wrote that for the movie. That was, yeah, that was T-Bone Burnett and Carter Burwell yeah. channeling their inner 20s. The decade, not their age. Yeah, that's a solid one. Um, Tarantino and Scorsese, for sure. Scorsese's shit. Goodfellas, fucking Casino. Uh, To get more recent, I'd say Guardians of the Galaxy. That was all about 70s and 80s. 70s and 80s shit. That one had a great soundtrack. I mean, all of the... By all, I mean both. Both? <laughs> the, the two Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Two. No, I saw three already. Yeah. Suckers. Ooh, that is a good ride. Mm. Revisiting the river set? Yep, going back to the I'm ride. I'm curious, what are your favorites so far? Honestly, so had, I'm uh, picking the river set. We I had... Have... Actually, a little bit more of the first Japanese whiskey we tried that you said was sweet. The Nika. Do you want your own little glass? Are you drinking more, Josh? I'll drink more, yeah. Then yes, I would like my Yeah, pluck whatever yeah, glass no, you'd like I, out I, of there. I'm partial out of all the ones we've tried. That rye oh, yeah, is damn nice. good. Uh, damn good. I have some other nice ryes. I can come over. We can do a rye night. We could do whatever theme you want, and if you want that to lead the discussion, we can do that too. Now, I'd like to pair it with food. We can do that. So that's that. something I can contribute. I uh, I put alcohol in almost every dish I cook. I'm just gonna put that yeah. out there. If it's because let's be real, you haven't lived until you've no. eaten Captain Crunch with rye whiskey. Ooh. Yeah, fuck milk. <laughs> yeah, if you want to go non-dairy, let's you, go hard. Yeah. Like, why are you guys drinking rye. soy milk? Drink you rye. Have to use rye whiskey. You have to use rye because it's the one thing that's actually more harsh and unforgiving than the corners of Captain Crunch. This is true. Now, let me ask you this. Not licensed songs, but actual orchestral soundtracks. What, uh, are, what are some of the top ones there? I'm going to say the... Blade Runner movies, because that's uh, those are two movies with different composers that are 30 years apart, but those have some of the most haunting original scores yeah. I've ever heard. Um, Ennio Morricone pops into my head immediately, and then followed almost instantly by uh, Johnny Greenwood doing There Will Be Blood. 
Oh, that's a that's example. a fucking solid one. First thirty minutes of that movie, there's no dialogue. No, all you hear it's is just his music. his music, and you watch Daniel Day Lewis. And I kind of I, I love Morricone's old western shit. Oh I yes, I love his shit. Thomas Newman has done so many good things, like American Beauty. The movie over time loses its luster, but the soundtrack is killer. Road to Perdition, fucking Green Mile, like all that shit. Yeah. Uh, Meet Joe Black. Yeah, Thomas Newman was good. Can't believe he's cousins with Randy Newman. I refuse to believe it. I refuse to believe it. I want to see some paperwork. <laughs> We're not taking your word for <laughs> it, Tom. <laughs> we, we know he's not actually your cousin. You want to uh, hear what Google says the top five are? Top five for I, which? I trust Best Google. Best selling movie soundtrack. The Bodyguard? Oh. That's no, yeah, that's on there. Wow, how'd right. you know? Because <laughs> with that one Whitney Houston oh. cover, man, fucking uh, Titanic. Will Titanic. Be on this last. That's on there. That's yep. on there. Wait, let's see. We're, we're doing top five selling. Yeah. Movie uh, soundtracks of all time. Grease. Yep. Grease will be on there. So we got maybe even Grease two. <laughs> <laughs> No, just no. Grease 1. Grease 2 isn't even in the top five Grease movies yeah. list. <laughs> I didn't um, even know there was a Grease 2. Oh, there it's is, and it's fucking sure awful. Is. Oh, man, you want to... Yeah. yeah, no, Grease 2, like... Grease 2 is the Ocean's 12 of Grease. Yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to sit down one day. We're going to watch Ghostbusters 2 and Grease 2. You tell you me tell which one me you'd rather watch the second time. Uh, so we've got three out of five. So far, for best selling, best selling is Forrest Gump on there. No, because that one I remember doing pretty well. Uh, Armageddon. That might have been a solid choice though, because that one song that Aerosmith did. That was just an Aerosmith album. Yeah, and they sell pretty well. Oh, hold on. A lot of dancing. Dirty dancing. Dirty dancing. Yeah. Yeah. What about Dirty Dancing Two? Dirtier dancing. That's another sequel that actually exists. Yeah. In fact, I worked at Virgin um, Mobile when they were partnered. We did a huge marketing push, and all of the Virgin Mobile, 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 mobile the Virgin Mobile advertising. Yeah, had, Virgin Mobile say that five times fast. Virgin, Virgin, no, not going to happen. But they had Dirty Dancing too, all wow. over everything for a couple of years. Huh. Um, I know it's not on the list, but as far as like uh, orchestral soundtracks, I got to put Home Alone. Home Alone! Because John Williams turned yes. every Christmas classic he grew up hearing and, and, yeah. and turned it into John Williams' shit. If you're going to bring up John Williams, then you have to mention every John Williams movie, movie ever. ever. So obviously Star Wars. Star Wars. Because we can all hear... the music is the best part. Yeah. Jaws? Jaws. Jaws yeah. is great. So that's not fair. But um, um, Alright, so we got four out of five. Saturday Night Fever? Really? I've oh. never seen that movie, and the fact that I was oh. able, I'm so glad I was able to um, mime that to you. Saturday uh, Night Fever. That actually Which was sold, a Bee Gees album. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. that resulted in Bee Gees sales going through the roof. Like yeah. they, they had their early career. That started to peter out. So if you listen to their early stuff... It's totally different than their later era disco stuff. And Saturday Night Fever was responsible for them selling so many albums. 
And when we think of the Bee Gees, we think of Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, that later era. Who's crinkling over here? He's Copper? getting a little taco chew toy. Is that your crinkle taco? So I'm glad I knew the bodyguard. That's still the number one? That is insane. That, I don't know. It seems like the kind of list that fluctuates from different websites and sources. It could. That one was particular to best-selling album. Yeah. Oh, like no, that album. Yeah, no, that was that was the best-selling and album. I knew Titanic like, was oh, on Oh, yeah, Titanic. Because back then, seventh-grade girls would just go to see that movie every week. So they were just throwing their money at that movie. And the soundtrack was the same way. It's like, do you own the soundtrack yet? Do you yeah. have that CD I saw Titanic. I'm not ashamed. And it's kind of it's very similar to the Bodyguard in the sense of like, you know the Celine Dion song "My Heart Will Go On." Name another fucking song on the Titanic soundtrack. This the like, instrumental is when the ship sinks. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying it's the same thing as the Bodyguard. Like that album was the highest selling album of the year because of Whitney Houston oh, I doing. I will always love you. That's it. That's the one and only song anyone gave a fuck about, and that album sold more than anything else that year. If I party too much, if you can't finish that, let us know. We'll uh, we'll make something happen. Yeah. Or I mean, as opposed to Greece, which people know quite a few songs from. All of them. uh, They're great. I couldn't think of one that was bad. Oh. Is Rocky Horror Picture Show nowhere on that list? I guess not. That's people a cult didn't, classic. Yeah, for a people didn't need to buy that. Either. No. Just, yeah. You just cosplay that at home. Exactly. I mean, I'm dressed. I'm dressed like that right now. <laughs> yeah. Rent Chicago. You sure are, Magenta. <laughs> but those would be musicals. Yeah, not necessarily movies. There've been movie versions of a lot of those, like Chicago. Which was yeah, bad. But Chicago, I don't remember doing really well in the theater anyway. No. Like it, but it did didn't decent. it win Best Picture, even though it didn't do that well? I, I think it did. That. I think it did. Let's just say yes. I think I liked the soundtrack, having never seen the movie. They had some songs on there, and they were good. Hmm. Can Despite I name Richard them? Gere. No. <laughs> I like Richard Gere. I do too, but not in that movie. Okay, top five Richard Gere movies. Uh, uh, Primal Fear. Uh, I really like Primal Fear. That was good when he was like a lawyer. American Pre- Gigolo. Uh, pretty, pretty Woman. Pretty Woman. Knights yeah. and Rodanthe. Oh, wait, my. Wait, was it? Was he in... Uh, what was the other night movie? With the oh, round oh table? my God, no. Hold on. This is the best one. The best one. Hands down, what's the name? <laughs> <laughs> Hands down, can't Hands the down, name. the best one. I, I can't um, recall the name. The dog. So, oh, Hachi or Hachi. whatever it was? Yes, oh my god, that movie will make you cry. Yeah, but wasn't that based off a real thing that happened to a Japanese man and they whitewashed the fuck out of it by casting Richard Gere? Wait, Richard Gere isn't Asian? He might be Asian, but he's definitely not Japanese. <laughs> It's a really good movie. Yeah, if you feel like having your heart ripped out. Which sometimes I do. We talked about The Mist. Or, uh, or Ghostbusters Indiana Jones 2. 2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and the temple of having your heart ripped out, Kali Ma style. Literally. Yeah. They ripped hearts out. They ripped hearts out. Movie. Yeah, they 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 Kali put their hands Ma, on their chest and, then they, and just, they, yeah. they plucked it out. They it was plucked. a plucking. It could have been called Indiana Jones: The Pluck. I've never seen any Indiana Jones. Oh shit! We're making quite a list today. Yeah. Quite a list. So we're going to start with Ghostbusters 2. Ghostbusters. All of the Indiana Jones movies. Everything with Don Knotts, ever. <laughs> Let's start with The Fish Called Wanda. Oh. Then we're going to move on to My Favorite Martian. And then... Uh, Ghost of Mr. Chicken, we'll save for last. Yeah. That'll be somewhere near last. So Drinking Game, if you're listening... Every single time you hear the phrase, I've never seen, go ahead and finish that drink you're holding. Or, different drinking game, every time you hear a reference you don't understand. The, oh, that could work Take too. Take a drink. And that makes it harder oh. to understand references later on in the episode because so, so you're no already one, drunk. No or, one... for every time you do understand. <laughs> no yeah, one... give yourself a celebratory shot if you got the night court joke. I was going to say, God no one, bless you. No one made it past night court. No they one said, did, yeah. Richard Mole. Chug uh, the bottle. That's the only rule I know. A Richard Mole reference is chug the bottle. But if the Highlander made them drink, then you should just stop listening right now. If you don't know the Highlander, you're going to have some difficult times going forward. Oh, God damn. Is this guess. how already am? Okay. <laughs> so is, we need to watch is this the Highlander. How, is this how my grandfather felt like when I didn't understand his Maltese Falcon references? Probably a Everything is cyclical, yeah. Can we watch the Maltese Falcon, too? Should we do some some watch alongs? Did they make a sequel? The Maltese Falcon Two. Two. <laughs> the Maltese and her Falcon. The Maltese and her Falcon. The Mal. <laughs> the Squeakle. <laughs> <laughs> the Maltese Falcon Two lost in New York. What's the sequel you wish they would have made? Like number one sequel you wish they would have made. Oh, let's think about this. Here's here's mine. Terminator 2 Judgment Day 2. That's the one they should have made. So instead of (laughs) going on with 3... Instead of Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines... Which everyone ignores. They should have made Terminator 2 Judgment Day 2. Okay. Judgmenter Day. I wish they had made a second Ghostbusters movie. Could call it Ghostbusters 2... I'm getting a, <laughs> getting a cold stare right now. A very cold stare. Yeah, Lord, I didn't know how to react <laughs> yeah. to that one. Oh. No, no, I didn't. Uh, I can't tell if it's sarcasm like I thought we... I thought there is... I'd like to see The Greener Mile. The Greener Mile. Uh, I'd like to see a movie called Jaws 2. I really think they should have made more Jaws movies. Like, they probably could have made two or three more Jaws movies. Mm. Um... What yeah. else? Star Wars really deserves some sequels. I thought that first one was awesome. I thought they could have done a movie about like an em- empire. Uh, they Harry really Potter. so Harry Potter. I think that was Sophie's choice too. So yeah, there's a, there's a 
A lot of unexplored territory. Schindler's List. Schindler's List. Schindler's List, too. What happened after the war? I mean, they show him getting applause from all the factory workers. But what happened next? How did the world move on after that big, ugly world war? Saving Private Ryan, too. There we go. Resaving Private Ryan. Saving him again. Saving Private Ryan again. What trouble is he in now? Starring Don Knotts. All dogs go to heaven, too. Yeah. Some dogs go to hell. Oh, boy. Yeah, let's, let's talk about Land Before Time sequels. Oh, if we're going to go into animation, holy shit. Yeah, aren't uh, they up to like 20 of those? There's like 20 or 30 of them, and I think there's 20 or 30 of them no one should ever watch unless forced to by their two-year-old. Because the first movie, if you haven't watched it... Is a classic. Absolutely beautiful. Best dinosaur movie ever besides carnosaur what about prehysteria prehysteria pretty damn good too yeah both of those very very nice i've seen a lot of dinosaur movies mm. yeah there's uh, jurassic park 2 would have been nice that would have been cool because then they could have based it on michael creighton's book yeah that he based on the movie <laughs> instead of his book Sorry for the condescending tone, yeah. Spielberg. Sorry, but what the Spielberg. Fuck were you thinking? Sorry, Michael Crichton. Rest in peace. But he wrote a sequel to a movie instead of his own book. Have you seen Jurassic Park? Oh Maybe shit! Oh my we lord! Got <laughs> oh no! No, I have a coworker who is adamant that he will never watch Jurassic Park ever, and I'm going to figure out how to make it happen. Because think what you may about Jurassic Park. Yeah, it's uh. It's popcorn movie. It's mass it's appeal popcorn. at its greatest, but it's literally at its greatest. If you haven't seen Jurassic Park, you're missing out on a cornerstone of pop culture. You know what they should do? They should do like studies where they collect all of us that haven't seen these movies <gasps> and see how people react. You know, X amount of years. Since like it a came brand out. new, fresh crowd. This is, but yeah, and it would be kind uh, of yeah. interesting. This could be in some see. important work. Yeah, like all these people who haven't seen Star Wars, where are they today? It's like, oh yeah, yeah they're they're Secretary of State, they're CEO. No, it turns out that if you watch Star Wars or Jurassic Park, you're not going to end up anywhere in life. Yeah. But if you can avoid that shit for your entire life, you're going to be incredibly successful, rich, knowledgeable, intelligent. Where you won't. Are they now? You won't know what anyone's talking about. Like if you've never seen The Simpsons, have you ever met those people? No. There are people who've never seen it's The never Simpsons. Never seen an episode. Yeah. Never. They're like, oh, I wasn't allowed to as a child. I meet those people once in a while, and they're kind of weird. They're a little detached from modern society because The Simpsons wrapped it all up into one. Like, if you hadn't seen any of these movies, it didn't matter, because they would parody those movies. They would introduce you into those movies. You could never see 2001 A Space Odyssey. It doesn't matter. If you watched The Simpsons, you saw an episode about it, so you Yeah, you know who Hal is yeah. because of The Simpsons. If you never saw Once Flew Over a Cuckoo's Nest, Cuckoo Flew Over a <laughs> Twice Nest. Jack Nicholson pretends not to be insane. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, The Simpsons did all of that. So the people who never watched The Simpsons were completely detached from modern pop culture. Have you seen The Simpsons movie? Oh yes, 
they built a dome over Springfield, <laughs> which I've thought of once in a while. I'm like, what if we built a dome? And then Stephen King wrote a book based off of that very concept. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of dome, let's circle back to the um, architect discussion. Oh, yeah, Francis Lloyd Wright. I really like the design of Francis. the Francis! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You gotta really be on a first-name basis with him to call him Francis. He hated that shit. <laughs> hey, Francis. But anyway. Yes. The igloo. The igloo. Genius, right? Except for Beautiful, the made-of-ice part. Yeah. yeah, except for the living in Alaska yeah. part. They did not make things easier for themselves. No, they didn't. We could move a little bit south, and I hear it's... Times are easier down south. Hey, that would be one of my dreams, would be like if you and I could build a real life igloo together. Wow, alright. I'll help with that. Yeah. Igloos are rad. I would like to put do that more out snow there. activities than I actually do. Never built one, I know that. Uh, like sledding. Snowball fights. Let's yeah. put this out there. I think everybody needs to engage in a snowball, in a snowball fight. fight. If, if you have snow that is appropriate for making snowballs you need to ball up that snow and you need to hit someone in the ear with it do you know what we should do i'm full of the great ideas right now um <laughs> get everybody get a team t- two teams going and bundle up in your winter gear but all have like white throwaway t-shirts and put those on on top and then put snow coloring in each team's like snow, snow cone mm-hmm. die. Okay. Yeah, like so you have like a bucket full of like pre-made snowballs for each team that are red and blue, and then you have the snowball fight. And That's much better than your last snowball fight idea, which was let me ball up a rock in this snowball and throw it at my husband's eye. Um, that's how <laughs> snowballs work, Josh. If there's not... she literally impulse decision. I thought it was cute. I you know, was yeah, you know, the only thing that was. I mean, it did happen to me, but I can't admit the only thing funnier than like a 27 or 26 year old woman balling a rock up in a snowball and aiming for my eye and hitting me in the eye with it. The only thing funnier than that was she literally slapped her knee in laughter after hitting me in the eye with it. She slapped her knee like an old, an so old southern think, banjo player. You think she was aiming for your eye. Yeah. I was succeeded. aiming for whatever I could hit. <laughs> right. Which, Which I guess was would my, be his face. My face. How many yeah. snowballs have you thrown, Laura? 20. 20. Okay. And with me, just that one. And yeah. it was right in the eye. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say me slapper. she threw that at you and she was extremely lucky. Yeah. To she have could have been. But yeah. man, she was very gleeful that it landed right where it did. I thought I, you were going to say when I sh- shut the trunk on your head. That was oh, fun yeah. too. But that yeah. was on purpose. I told her to do that. <laughs> I said, trunk that fucker in the head. <laughs> trunk that He fucker. was rude to you. Yep. Still have a scar now. That was the time he was telling you to buy the jasmine rice instead of the white rice. And you knew the jasmine rice just didn't have the, the depth to it as normal white rice. And I said, no, he's being rude. And you said, no, I want the white Snowball rice. Snowball as paintball. I am That's very particular about my rice. Jasmine rice is good. Prefer jasmine. Sometimes a medium grain. Ooh, not a long grain. That's just going overboard. That long grain shit, they need to... Well, I think jasmine and basmati are long grain. I don't know anything about rice. I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. Brown rice. 
Yeah, yeah white some and of brown, it's white. That, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard the term wild rice. Some of it's wild. And that's like some of it's black. And yeah, it's that's white. like and once in a while there's a black yeah. one. Um, there's Spanish rice. That's when it has an accent. Nice. Spanish rice, yeah. That's when it sounds like Javier Bodem. Rice and beans. Yellow rice. Yellow rice. I just bought some yellow rice today. Sarah said, what is that? And I said, it's rice. Turmeric? But it's more yellow. It's It's got some... Uh, Turmeric, maybe, yeah. Mostly, yeah. Because they say it's saffron. But no. You have to put a lot of saffron in something to make it bright yellow. I'm sure it's all... They used turmeric. to throw it at weddings. I know that. Saffron? But then no, all rice. the birds started to die. <laughs> saffron? Yeah. Wow. What a... I think I'm what an, ex- to what an expensive <gasps> way. Something fell. So, your phone, goofball. Uh, Apparently. I thought drunk. it was alcohol. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought it was a Connemara. I'm like, Throwing that saffron at weddings, that's a lavish way to shower a couple. So for everyone who can't see us right now, uh, out of the 39 dogs that we had earlier, Copper is the only one left in the room and he's sitting right next to me he's pretty calm he's pretty observant he seems to be happy with I drunk people outside. did we they might be we have lost track yeah there was the big one i forgot his name and then there was that smaller one that was kind of dark real loud real yeah. the loud one the loud dark one and then the big one that likes to eat you and rape you I think those are villains from Stephen King novels. Or Batman movies. <laughs> the loud, dark one. Yeah. <laughs> the loud, dark yeah. one. <laughs> the big one that likes to rape you. No, oh, there's one. Oh, they're in there. Yeah. We're responsible pet owners. What's up, rapey? Mm. So Sarge is like, uh, he's basically the bad guy in any episode of SVU. Or he's the second in command in uh, Die Hard. I think of him like He's Gandalf. a giant hulking blonde. Who wants to rape you, probably. Or who's the one that plays... Who does Orlando Bloom play? In... Legolas? Yeah. Are we still on the rapey vibe? Because he didn't really give me too big a rapey vibe in The Lord of the Rings. I mean, I would rape him yeah. in The Lord of the Rings. He looks like he's asking He'd for see it, it coming. Oh, man, they're going to replay this in my rape trial like 25 <laughs> years from now. Oh, shit. Yep, you just got canceled. What Sorry. about that time you talked about raping Orlando yep. Bloom? Thanks for curing cancer, Mr. Uh, Koss, but... Oh, remember that time you, you made remember a rape that time? joke in 2022? Do you think it's funny? Well, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. When it's Orlando Bloom. It's Orlando Bloom. You look at this picture of Orlando Bloom and tell me... You'd do anything different. Well, no apologies to Mr. Bloom. <laughs> None. I no, mean, no. there was the once, but that's the only time I had to apologize to him. And that was a, po- a public apology, so I'm not going to repeat it here. If you weren't there to listen to the first one, I'm not going to say it again. Some folks just don't understand satire. But we do actually have a very rapey dog in our midst. He's gotten better. He's far less rapey than he used to be when I met him. He only tried to hump me the once today, and it was only with his front legs. 
So I think he's making... He's making progress. He's making a lot of progress. Uh, yeah. He's he's larger than a human being, and that's really that's where the, the problem part, happens. Yeah, yeah when he stands on his hind legs, he is as tall as you. I guess he did give me a lap dance earlier. He did? All right. Well, I wouldn't call it a dance. He just sat on your lap. But that was kind of creepy. Sarge, mm. you're creepy. So I guess yet again, we covered the full spectrum of nonsense came to absolutely zero conclusions of substance cheers i say yeah let's have one last cheers and wrap it up because uh what are you drinking what this else is there is, to do uh, i'm drinking more habiki this i'm sticking with the river yes. set rye to any listeners out there if you have a moment get yourself a whiskey especially yeah. if you're one of our two canadian listeners god oh bless gosh, you I'm goofy done. bastards huh <laughs> <Sorry>. uh, <laughs> hey you canadian guys i love you keep listening uh, yeah. I've come, heard that Montreal makes listen. the best bagels. So really? I want to go. Is Montreal in British Columbia? It's in Canada. Uh, I know oh. they're both in Canada. Montreal's yeah. Right. Like on the we're not even sure about side. the pyramids, so I think right. our Canadian knowledge no, is I told you be about... pretty hit or miss. No, I know where Montreal is. Is it in British Columbia? It's above, like, the one United of the Great States. Lakes, I think. It's, it's north of us. <laughs> it is north of us. Closer to, like, Niagara Falls, though, sort of. Forgive our ignorance. We're just like the younger brother that desperately wants to be accepted by our older sibling. <laughs> Either way, cheers. If you made it to the end, congratulations to you again. Rye to rye. Laura's dap in my glass. She doesn't have any. All right. Thank you, Canada. Thank you, Canada. And thank you. And come back to us, John Cusack. This has been another episode of Conversations with Random Nobodies. And, and sometimes somebodies. All right, she got there. All right. Have a good night. <laughs>